Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back, and we are on day three, and we're sharing with you guys 23 sources of homes for sale, many of which I'm guessing, based on your feedback so far, you had not considered before. And I really do appreciate, Julie and I both really appreciate all the appreciation <laughs> they are giving us about the podcast, especially those of you who have taken the time to give us five-star reviews on iTunes. So we'll continue to provide this uh, content for you guys every single day. And based on the feedback, we know a lot of you have really boosted your real estate careers, taking your careers to the next level because of just the information on this podcast. Well, this podcast is free, obviously, but we would love it if you could give us a five-star review on iTunes and some sort of pithy comment why the podcast has meant so much to you. In the meantime, Julie, let's pick right back up where we left off yesterday on point number 17. Point number 17, and virtually all of these points are about inventory that are not going to be found in your MLS. So keep that in mind. And these are not anything that's going to cost you a significant amount of money either. That last point, I want you guys to you know have that rattle around your heads a little bit. The sources of leads, the, the places where you're going to find all these listings, it's not going to be behind a keyboard paying somebody 30% or being you know buying leads basically. These are all sources of business that you can generate proactively that cost you nothing but your time and your effort and your skill which you can develop. When you do all those things in combination, you will then find these 23 sources, all viable sources of business for you. While all the other agents are crying in their oatmeal that they can't find listings and there's no homes for sale, it's why? Because maybe they don't listen to this podcast. Most likely it's because they're not really willing to do the real work of real estate, which of course you are, many of you are willing to do the work or you're getting ready to do the real work. Don't wait much longer. This is going to be what could be one of the best years of your life. Uh, in the real estate business. And why? Because there's so much consternation, fear, lack of direction that's happening. The greatest fortunes of men and women have always been made during the greatest times of changes. And we are in one of those times now. So be smart and actually start being proactive with your lead generation. So Julie, let's talk about probate, point number 17. Yes, point number 17, probate. Well, what is that? This is when someone passes away and their property needs to be sold by the heirs. It passes through probate attorneys. Now, there is a company we've partnered with called alltheleads.com. If you type in alltheleads.com slash Harris for your discount on that service. So again, we're talking about things that don't cost you hardly anything. We've even gotten you a discount here. They provide the information as well as some great training and suggested letters. That's also uh, part of our premiere is getting going with that. But well, you need to get set up so that your particular zip codes are covered. One of our coaches in premiere coaching actually also coaches for all the leads. And again, probate is a really great source of business for you. Uh, this is another one of those niches that hardly anybody knows about. And when they find out about it, they never tell anybody else because <laughs> they realize what a very consistent source of listing leads it can be. But that is part of our premier coaching program, teaching you how to get access to the probate leads. And it, this is similar to the way Red X works in that 
All the leads goes into your local courthouse records, your local, you know, they do all the homework for you. They find out who the probate attorneys are. They find out who the family members are. They will give you that information. And then you just use our scripts and follow our system and you can start converting those into your sellers. The nice thing about probate is probate operates similar to the way you work with a builder. You work with a builder that lists, you know, over the next two or three years lists and sells, say, 20 homes. And you happen to get all 20 of those listings. That's from one relationship, one relationship, 20 transactions. That's a good deal, right? Probate works the same way. So definitely check out alltheleads.com forward slash Harris. Or if you are in our premier coaching, uh, if you're a premier coaching client, obviously you have all that information as well. And if you've not yet joined premier coaching, do so now. Just go to premiercoaching.com, premiercoaching.com, or just text the word premier to 47372. And remember, guys, this is the next natural step for many of you. Again, nice thing about probate, you don't have to be a big, you know, demonstrative, gregarious type person. No. You can be somewhat of an introverted dork like Julie and I and do quite well with probate. Yes, it is a business decision at the end of the day. There is a house to sell. You sell houses for a living. It makes sense that you would talk. It's a non-emotional sale. It's a non-emotional sale. It's really a business decision. So Point number 18, garage and estate sales. Now, this one's fun because it really flies under the radar and it is highly effective. So, yes, that's right. They are back. Garage and estate sales, which went away during COVID, but are now back. And they are really pretty effective at identifying the next listing in the neighborhood. I've had several coaching clients take actual real-world listings from, guess where? Facebook Marketplace. It's a great way to connect with people who are cleaning house before they get ready to sell. Again, a house that is not yet on the market. All right, so garage and estate sales, and those are easy to find. And again, you're not going to spend any money visiting them. Something else I'll throw out here, I'm not sure it's one of your points, but auctioneers sometimes too. So what will happen is when a property is inherited, um, and say it's out of state, what will, and maybe there is an agent involved, there isn't an agent involved, but there's going to be an attorney involved. What you're going to discover is there's a, a host of characters that come into play that help to help to liquidate the house. Generally speaking, you're going to see somebody, uh, a probate, or I'm sorry, an, an auctioneer mm -hmm. or and a, an estate person go in there first. And what they're going to do is they're going to, like Julie just said, they're going to go to see what the value of all the stuff is. And then they're either going to sell the stuff at a big garage sale or they're going to do it some online auction. But those are your first wrong characters when the property is basically being positioned to put for sale. So when you go to those estate sales, when you go to those garage sales, ask what the heck is happening to the property and you're going to find 90 of the time, it's going to be coming for sale. And guess what? There is no listing agent that's associated with it. And even if there is an agent that's buzzing around, it doesn't mean that that agent's going to get the uh, get the listing necessarily. Give the, uh, the people in charge of the sale of the house the option of maybe considering you as well. All right, point number 19. Point number 19, this one is truly hidden inventory in every sense of the word. So here's what you do. You scan Zillow for listings in the areas your buyers are looking for, or perhaps where you'd like to have listings, listed by brokers or agents. So this is particular to buyers. So look in, the, in Zillow for listings that are listed by brokers or agents who do not actually belong to your MLS. That means you won't see their listing in your MLS, but you will see them on Zillow. Other agents won't see them either. This is a fantastic strategy when you're working with a buyer who keeps on getting outbid, and, you know, maybe they're really qualified and they're really motivated, but they don't have that chunk of money to maybe go over the list price. Maybe they're not that competitive, but they're a strong borrower in a certain price range. Find them something they're not going to compete for. All right. I'm gonna, so this is, there's a lot of intricacy to Julie's last point, and I want you to really drill down so you guys don't get stung by this. 
So if you are showing a property, I, t- I actually told this story two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. If you're showing a property and the buyer loves it and you write an offer on the property and then the buyer uh, goes, the house goes into contract. Let's say you called off the sign. Never heard of this brokerage before. It doesn't matter. The house is for sale in your market. That's a perfect house for the buyer. Buyer goes in contract. Everything is signed. If that, listen to what I am telling you, if that listing agent or listing broker did not belong to your local MLS and your local and, and you don't belong to their local MLS, the, you are not entitled to whatever the buyer's agent commission would be. I, I know that's a known fact, right? I, I know that sounds convoluted, but it's true. And a lot of you guys, you're in markets where there are several MLSs that are mm-hmm. sort of, you know, basically butting up against each other. That's the reason it's important that when you're choosing a broker, you choose a broker that belongs to pretty much every single board of realtors that you might actually sell a house in. And, you know, frankly, EXP Realty, that's one of the advantages you have with EXP because you might find a buyer that wants to buy a vacation house that's an hour away and some lake that you don't belong to the MLS. Well, EXP Realty does. And if you happen to, you know, be an EXP Realty agent, you can be go up there and not worry about, well, we better join the board first so we don't get, you know, weaseled out of the commission. We better make sure, you know, we are paying all the dues to yet another board. That's part of being part of EXP Realty. They've already done all the heavy lifting for you. So brokers, uh, existing agents, uh, obviously teams, small teams, large teams, you need to seriously consider EXP. Julie and I have that's just one of the many reasons why, by the way. Julie and I have made it very easy for you to learn more about eXp Realty. Many of you are in the process of choosing to upgrade your brokerage experience. Or frankly, you're a team or you're a broker and you're looking to deleverage out of your brokerage. You're looking for, uh, frankly, a, a return to, I think, a more of a sane business model where you actually have more viable uh, avenues of income and revenue and, frankly, profit. Well, eXp Realty is the next natural step for all of you. And again, we've made it very easy for you to learn about eXp Realty. Text the letters EXP to 47372. Text the letters EXP to 47372. And there's several videos on there. Check out the videos and then you'll learn more about eXp Realty. And you'll also learn why you might want to consider aligning with Julie and I and partnering with us at eXp Realty. Next point, Julie. Next point is number 20, door knocking in hot neighborhoods. But don't go empty handed. Don't just walk up to the door cold. Bring something of value. For example, a one page info sheet on the stats for that area. What's pending, what's the average list to sell ratio, the days on the market, et cetera. And your simple script is whom do you know who I should be helping buy or sell real estate? It might be them, they will tell you. It might be their neighbor who just got relocated. This is all about making more contacts in the right neighborhood. So, you know, you can certainly do this targeted for a highly motivated, highly qualified buyer, right? Who only wants to be in that neighborhood. You've tried to get them to buy somewhere else, but it's got to be XYZ acres. So you can go door knocking, basically looking for a house for them. They can only buy one house. You're going to create listing leads as well. And so here's the different things to think about. When you're going door knocking, look nice. And we talk about this in Harris Rules and past podcasts. We had a podcast series all about door knocking. Yeah, but you look nice. Look like somebody they're going to want to talk to. Yes. Um, Now, there's a, you know, I'll... I'm curious, Julie's opinion. You said don't go empty handed. Mm -hmm. The problem is, okay, so you give me the pros and the cons of having something to hand out. Okay. So what if people don't come to the door? Okay. But they're still interested in the market stats. You know, maybe they're real estate curious. You're going to leave something behind. If you didn't, they don't know that you were there. Okay. So here's the the con with that. All right. If you go knock on the door and you give them something, they're not looking at you. They're looking at what you gave them. Sure. So you're not connecting to them. If they open the door, you talk to them first. Right. And then you have that as your backup if they're interested. Exactly. So frankly, they... Maybe another way to consider it is just have one page with the market information and ask them if they want a more detailed CMA opposed to just giving them an MLS printout. 
ask them if the, you could email it to them. Say, listen, you know, this is the information about the homes that the activity in your marketplace and all the, you know, drilled down information that you're interested in. Um, and then they'll look at it, but it's your only sheet. It's not there. It's not for them to keep, right? And then you ask them if you'd like to, if they'd like you to send them a more detailed, again, drill down on what their home's value is in this marketplace. Most of them will say yes. And then you are what? You're continuing the relationship. You're getting their contact information. Yes. And I'll tell you the other weak spot of frankly having too many things to hand out is a lot of agents, and you know well this as well as I, mm -hmm. they're not going to actually do anything other than flyer doors. They're not going to stick. They're not uh, going to actually knock. They're just going to plaster the world with their passive uh, sort of effort. Right. And then they're going to claim that they actually made contacts. And then Nero say that door knocking doesn't work. Right. So that's this is yeah. the reason that uh, at door knocking in very expensive areas can get a shockingly good result. True. Go door knock with a partner um, and have a goal of you know splitting a neighborhood and then making a goal of, say, for example, having 10 direct conversations with decision-making adults as you go through the neighborhood. Have maybe a buyer in mind. That, well, actually, that's another interesting idea. You can actually have all of you, most of you, have a list of buyers that you're working with. So if you do want to give the prospective seller some information, maybe a list of three or four buyers that you have that are looking for homes in the area where you give a kind of a brief bio of each of the buyers, like family of five, relocating from Dallas, looking for something like this and like this, like the other thing. And then when you're, you know, door knocking, say, these are the buyers I'm looking for. Don't give names or phone numbers. Um, and you, they'll look at it and they'll, then you'll say, well, you know, if you know, if, like Julie said, you know, are you thinking about buying or selling or do you know of anyone that I should be helping um, sell their home in this market? Because I have a lot of great buyers right now. You will be really, really shocked how frequently they're going to tell you that a few months ago they were at a party and so-and-so, three yeah. doors down, were planning on putting their house for sale because they're moving to wherever, right? You will get those types of leads if you're out there actually doing the work. Yes, and a little spinoff of this for listing agents who have had multiple offers, especially if you had the multiple offers yourself. You had one, two, three people, maybe an open house did really well. So that's called the good news, bad news, door knock flyer. The good news is I sold your neighbor's house in 22 seconds with five offers. The bad news is there's four other people who are looking right here in this neighborhood who are ready to purchase the next home that's for sale. And the really bad news is they're all lurking behind your hedgerow right there, <laughs> waiting for you to say yes so they can pounce. Exactly. So there, you know, there's a lot of spins to the door knocking, and we did do a full week of podcasts just about door knocking to but help it, you with that. Julie, it is funny that door knocking actually works better in more expensive areas. I know, because people don't do it. You have no competition. And, you know, that's it's better for the agent, too, because people can move up, move down. You know, maybe they have multiple properties. It's all good. So uh, point number 21, expand and upgrade your own center of influence and talk, <clears throat> excuse me, talk about real estate all the time. Don't be a secret agent. So join new clubs, organizations, gyms, or other groups so that you get to know more people and enjoy more organic referrals. Orange Theory, kids, uh, sports groups, your homeowners association, arts organizations, all of these can upgrade and expand your center of influence. Now, these are lower on the list because they take longer, like door knocking takes more contacts than some of the other things that were higher on the list. Same thing with the uh, intentional expansion of your center of influence. That does require that you actually talk about real estate. Just going and working out in the morning will not by itself get you more real estate leads. Do you personally, have you ever coached anybody that was on an HOA that actually got a decent amount of business from their HOA? Uh, I think a couple times in the past. Yeah, I yeah, don't think. But, but not as president because like president and, and treasurer always get all the conflict. Right. Yeah, And I recommend, that's a really good question because if you're going to be on your homeowners association 
especially with intention of getting some real estate action from it. Your best job is to be, they're usually called liaison or community liaison, where it's your job to connect the community members with the HOA. You're not a decision maker per se. You're not going to get yourself into conflict with who wants to put a pool in and who wants to change their landscaping. You don't want anything to do with that. And the president's job is a real job, okay? So you, you want to be a liaison or a community coordinator. I don't usually recommend going much up from there. Because yeah. you're right. It, it can be a and black actually, hole of non-work. And not to mention the fact it'll work against you. It can. So, yeah. you know, watch how you handle that. But it, it can be good. HOA seem to bring out the worst people being their worst selves. <laughs> I, I, that can be true. I, I would have to, when I'm thinking about this, the ones that I've seen have the best success have been more like uh, condo buildings or right. towers where there's some investors and they get to know the investors and a unit comes up that's maybe a little beat up well, and they can take it to the investor and have a quick sale. You bring up an interesting point. I don't remember what neighborhood it was. I seem to remember Palm Desert. You and I had a bunch of coaching clients in this particular area. Um, and in this particular community, you had to let the HOA know you were going to be putting your house for sale. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was getting like a for sale sign permit or something. Some kind of approval. And you had to do this like 90 days in advance. Yeah. And that was the only coaching client I ever knew that actually was able to get business from having any association with an HOA is because they had advance notice. Because it was required. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, not all HOAs are created equal, but that, that can be something that could be interesting. It, it, is that my number one on how to expand your center of influence? Certainly not. I, I always put it in three categories. Stuff you like to do anyway, because you're more likely to do it, right? Like maybe go to Orange Theory or a photography club, something you like to do. Then networking for the sake of networking, which would be like BNI, Chamber of Commerce, things like that. And then third, charitable organizations. Here's the, the coaching part of it versus the training part of it, yeah. right? We, so if you're going to be going to these things, doing what you're doing, being you, you know, doing you uh, with the intent of basically generating real estate leads, where most of you are going to fail is that you're not going to have real estate conversations. You're going to be right. secret agents. You're not going to be willing to talk for all kinds of dumb reasons, but in your head that you've created, like, oh, I don't want people to think I'm going to Orange Theory just to get listing leads or whatever, right? That's how a lot of you guys are going to screw up your potential. But here's the reality of it. There are very organic, natural, normal ways to have uh, real estate be integrated in, into every conversation you always have without being, you know, overly, without being weird or too aggressive or any of these other words that you think that you might be perceived as. It's because everybody... Everybody is a real estate enthusiast. If you own, you want more, or you want to sell, or you want to buy. Mm -hmm. If you're renting, you want to buy. Everybody talks about real estate all the time, in all price ranges. It used to not be that way, but it is now. And yeah, so if you're going to be the purveyor of uh, useful information when you sit down waiting you know, for your Orange Theory class to start, you will find in a very short order, you will start generating lots and lots of business out of that. I mean, you know, we've told stories for years. Julie and I don't sell real estate anymore, but we do go to Orange Theory. We do go to the gym. We do work out. And we always get real estate leads from those things. Not, I mean, they don't know what the heck we do. We just say real estate. They assume we sell real estate. It is literally virtually every day. It's crazy how many leads we get. And it's not like, again, we don't sell real estate. And we don't say, hey, Tim, when do you want to sell your house? Exactly. We, But we talk to them about real estate. We talk to them about what's going on in the market. And they just naturally assume we do. And so what do we do with those leads? We refer them to our personal coaching clients. By the way, if you guys want to talk to Julie about being a personal coaching client, um, I mean, assuming she wants to talk to you, frankly. <laughs> we'll sort that out together, <laughs> yeah, won't we? Yeah, you can text me directly because she is, um, you know, filling her schedule up to probably about 15 total clients. And if you're interested in being one of her coaching clients, 
text me directly and you and I will have a little sifting and sorting conversation, making sure that you're a good fit for her and she's a good fit for you. Just text me directly at 512-758-0206. That is my real cell phone number, 512-758-0206. And let's have that conversation. And uh, yeah, a lot of you would be a perfect client for Julie. Don't be afraid to ask. Text me directly at 512-758-0206. By the way, she doesn't just want the grizzled veteran, been in the business forever types. Some of the ones you seem to get the most excited about are the newer agents. Well, that's true. Anybody who is serious about going to the next level, and that's different for different people. You know, I have a lot of people that feel like, I, I guess one of the things would be maybe you feel a little bit stuck, and stuck can be, you know, a nice problem to have if you're stuck at 10 or 15 million. You're certainly making a living. Or 100 or 200 or 300. Sure, but whatever your next level is for you, as long as you have that motivation, which we'll uncover together and you're willing to do the work, and, you know, we do have fun on calls. We try to make it as painless as possible to get to the next level. But you do have to be serious about your business. If you're not and you're just dabbling, that's okay. You don't need to text. Well, and truthfully, Julie's not – she's expensive. I mean, if you want to have her as a private coach, it's expensive. Now, if you have – if we, if you decide you want to move forward and you want to hire one of our private coaches and it's not Julie, well, turns out we have a lot of great private coaches that can work with you as well. And these are people that have been part of our businesses and personal lives, frankly, in some cases for decades. Harris certified coaches. Well, I mean, family members, basically, at this Certainly. point. That's what they feel like. Yes. So, yeah. So, if you're interested in, in uh, pursuing the next level in your, your coaching uh, business or coaching relationship, maybe you're actually looking for your first coaching relationship. Maybe you have a coach now and you're realizing that coach is not dynamic or experienced enough for this new market. Do give us a try. You can text me directly at 512-758-0206 and we'll take it from there. Point number 22. Oh, 22. All right, sponsor and participate at a high level in your community. Parades, parties, farmers markets, beach cleanups. Use your Ford script that we teach you in Premier Coaching, that stands for Family, Occupation, Recreation, and Dreams, to get to know people and talk about real estate. You were just talking about not being weird about it, having real conversations actually about real estate. You want people to say, Gosh, Tim, we see you everywhere. You're that real estate person, right? Because you've actually talked about real estate. All right, so let's drill down on this point, too, because this is going to be one of, the, one of the things where people can start uh, believing they have to spend a lot of money. Sure. Now, Julie said, uh, rattled off some ideas, you know, participating in parades and having, you know, community events and things like that. That does not mean you have to start basically sponsoring every little league team in, in the community. No. That does not mean you have to start donating a whole bunch of money so you're one of a thousand flyers up in the new gymnasium. That does not mean you have to spend money doing stuff like that because unfortunately stuff like that very, very rarely works to generate leads. It's almost it. Look, if you want to contribute and participate in your local community for whatever reason and you're not expecting to get business from those uh, sources, that's great. Now, why don't those things really work? It's because they're too passive. Um, and if you want to really have an impact, you know, participate. Do things in the community. Like when we lived part-time in Laguna Beach, California, there were organized beach cleanups. And people would meet down at the beach at 7 a.m. And there would be a big mob of 50 people or whatever all picking up trash on the beach. Well, that sounds kind of awful, and it kind of was. But the reality of it was is you met a lot of great people and made a lot of great friends. Exactly. And had we been selling real estate, that would have been a great place to pick oh, off yeah. some real estate leads. Volunteer your time before you volunteer your money. Well, it's going. It, it's similar to the previous point. You got to put yourself in a position 
where it's you being you doing what you know you love to do mm-hmm. and you're then going to feel more natural and organic having conversations about real estate you guys get it if you think a banner ad on Facebook or a direct email thing or any of these other types of passive things are going to ever be as effective as direct human to human contact you've got a lot of learning to do and a lot of business maturity to develop because nothing will ever replace direct person-to-person contact. 100%. So point number 23, our final point, unless we think of another one, we'll have 23 (laughs) and a half in a minute. Uh, Prospect your professional center of influence. Well, who are your professional center of influence? Well, that's your mortgage originators. They're approving people right now who haven't even started looking for a home and aren't working with an agent. Ask them weekly for those referrals. Stagers are also a fantastic source of pre-listing leads. The best homeowners We'll call a stager before they'll call a listing agent because they actually want to prep the home to monetize that, to get the most out of it. Stagers are great contacts. Service providers often find out that somebody's moving before agents do. So connect with them and ask them regularly to refer business to you. And of course, make sure you're referring business to them as well whenever possible. And so let's say, for example, um, you have a, you know, occasional lead source of someone you play tennis with or somebody you know in the community and they say I came across so and so and they want to put their house for sale and you're not knowing how to actually go about asking them for that contact you're like it's real weird like you know I've got this neighbor or I know this person from you know church or whatever and I know they're going to put their house for sale so Julie when that happens that happens all the time right sure. How is that agent supposed to proceed in getting that information out of that 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 potential referral from that um, center of influence okay. person? Let me start with what not to do. Here's my card. Have them call me. Right. Okay. Because that card's going to get lost. They're going to forget about it. It's not top of mind. So stop doing that. You can, of course, give them your card and thank them for their business and say, gosh, I love working with your friends and family. I so appreciate the referral. But this is do an you actual... Mind, do you mind give, sharing their contact information because I'll contact them this afternoon. Is it okay to use your name? That's exactly it. You have to be direct and asking for the referral. If you're not direct, what do they actually think about you? You're that too you're, busy. They're too busy. You're not that interested. You're maybe arrogant. They're going to have all these preconceived mm-hmm. notions about you. So this is, you know, use a script similar to the ones or the exact scripts we teach you in Premier Coaching, where like end every conversation. Oh, by the way, who do you think about? Who do who do you think who can you think of, or who are the two or three people you can think of who are thinking about buying or selling real estate in this marketplace that I should be helping? When you say things like this, especially with the emphasis on who I should be helping, you will get referrals. Now, if someone says, you know, I happen to know somebody. Um, you know, it's Bob. I don't know. I, I don't know if I feel comfortable giving you Bob's uh, contact information. And here's what you can say. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we? Why don't you just send out a group text right now to me and Bob and introduce me while they're standing there? there. You, you got to be a little bit more proactive than the way a lot of you are being because you're so worried about. Oh, I don't want to be perceived as pushy. No, and in fact, you'll be perceived as a lot of other things. Lazy, unprofessional too busy. It doesn't work that price range. Maybe they didn't really, maybe you don't really like me. You don't want to work with my friends. You right. don't even ask. Right? You have to ask for the business. You always have to ask for the business. If you're waiting around for the business to be served up to you in a silver platter, that is going to cause you to be always frustrated and broke because you are a lead buyer. You're waiting for the lead just to show up in your life. Here's the lead. Go work the lead. And how is that going to work out for you when you're actually going to figure out how much you made money off the, if you made any money from the sale 
the profit from that's going to be minimal. Because why? You simply weren't willing to have very basic conversations, which people expect you to do in the first place. It'd be like going to the optometrist and not expecting him to try to sell you some glasses frames. Yeah. Optometrist makes no money off your eye exam. He makes all of his money from the glasses frames. That's the reason after you have your eye, eye checkup, he walks you out and introduces you to the gal who's then going to sell you glasses frames. Where, are you insulted or are you offended when he does that? No, you expect him to do that. That's how it works. You guys get it? And yet, you're the optometrist who, after the appointment, just says, okay, you're good, and that's it. Yeah. You, you guys, no you're, not, you're not actually thinking like professionals. Observe the professionals in your life. Notice how they're actually, at, you know, not so directly oftentimes, but they are asking for the sale. Do the same thing. Ask for the business. If you don't know what to say, we teach you that in Premier Coaching. It's one of the most common things that we get as coaches, actually, is this whole conversational thing, Right that many, you know, a lot of people don't roll out of bed feeling like I'm just a natural salesperson. Not that many, I mean, if you think about our coaching clients overall, it's a certain percentage that are just natural people, people. Like one in a hundred. But it's not like people think. It's right. Exactly. It's maybe one in a hundred because they're fairly obvious when you run into them. And I think that a lot of agents don't have conversations at the level they need to because they've got in their head that they've got to be so gregarious. They've got to just become this natural salesperson. When in fact, the path that you have to follow is not that steep. You just have to have some basic conversation points, some scripts. You have to learn the difference between, Tim, whom do you know? Who are the two or three people that you know who could be using my help buying or selling real estate versus saying, do you know anybody that maybe wants to buy or sell? One Would way you, you get, get a no, the other way you get names. Well, not only do you, you won't ask it the other way, right? If if you guys were given the only script you could ever use to ask for a referral would be, uh, who do you know who's thinking about buying or selling? Or do you have a referral? Or how about this one, Julie? Hi, this is Bob. This is a business call. Ugh. You know, things like this. Some of these crappy scripts that are still floating around the internet. Since, well, no you know, wonder you feel awkward, right? Exactly. No, you are you being you doing what you like to do, right? And yes. in, in the process of you being you being you doing what you like to do, naturally real estate will come up. And then you have to say, hey, you know what, Bob? You know, great job on the treadmill today at Orange Theory. By the way, who do you know who's thinking about buying or selling real estate that I should be helping? Or I've got a number of people that are moving into the community. You wouldn't happen to know if anybody's thinking about putting their house for sale. You guys get it? Then they will send you referrals because you've given them permission to. If you don't do it that way, they never will. And you'll be running next to Bob on the treadmill the following day. And you're going to find out that Bob put his house for sale. And your feelings are going to be hurt because after all, why didn't Bob think of you? Bob didn't think of you because you didn't put yourself in a place with essentially what you say or how you present yourself, that he would think of you. You have to give him permission to send you referrals, let alone do business with you. It really is that basic. It is. Now, how do you know if you're doing a good job? I tease my coaching clients about this. How do you know if you're doing a good job at this? Hand me your smartphone. I'll get into your contacts. And I'm going to start <laughs> calling them and asking them, what does Tim do for a living? Exactly. And if they're like, gosh, you know what? Come to think of it, I don't really know. That's then right. you're doing a poor job with your conversations. Yeah, exactly. And look... Texting is awesome. I use it all day, but nothing is like an actual phone call. Nothing will ever be more powerful. Like if you have a choice, obviously person to person, but second tier is definitely voice to voice. I suppose somewhere in the middle is going to be a video call, something like that. But direct conversation is always going to win the day. So hopefully you guys appreciated these 23 lead sources for 2023. We'll update this probably mid-year for you as well. In the meantime, please do give us a five-star review on iTunes. This is the number one listened to daily podcast and downloaded podcast 
for real estate professionals in at least the United States. We have millions and millions of downloads and listens over the years. So thank you sincerely for being so loyal to this podcast. We love the feedback and love the comments that you guys have given us how we're essentially been, you know, formidable in the uh, creation of your real estate business, whether it's a new agent or whether you guys are veterans, we appreciate the opportunity to allow Julie and I to basically live our professional life's mission, which is being of service to all of you. Please reciprocate. But, you know, we're asking you for a referral here, guys. Same script, right? We're, we're, at, we're telling you guys what we want. Like you need to be telling your potential clients exactly. what you want, right? You got to be direct. Please give us a five-star review on iTunes and a comment about why the podcast is so meaningful to all of you. And clearly it is. There wouldn't, there wouldn't be so many of you listening on a regular basis. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.